Welcome to the Love is the Verb podcast, a place where we talk all things self-love in order to show up authentically and let our lights shine. I'm your host, Carlin Ben, and I invite you to sit back, relax, and allow your soul to be nourished. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for joining me on this very first episode of Love is the Verbs podcast. And I am so stinking excited. I don't know if you can hear my smile, but the joy in my heart, I just can't even begin to explain. And I'm extremely grateful for you taking the time to be with me on this here very first episode. Uh, To let you know what we're going to do, I'm going to talk a little bit about me and what even prompted me to get here, why I'm qualified to do this work. And also, I want to fill you in on where I see the podcast going in the near future. So we're going to jump straight in and get all this professional stuff out of the way. All right. What qualifies me to do this work? Well, I'm a licensed professional counselor and have been in the field for over 14 years. Crazy. Uh, But I take helping people very seriously and want to be good at it. And so with that, I continuously further my education and get different certifications and ways to be able to better pour into my clients. And some of those are in hypnotherapy, neuro-linguistic programming, accelerated resolution therapy, and also body positivity facilitation. And so it's very important to me to constantly work on myself because ideally I will help my clients get to where they want to go as quickly as possible. And so I have pretty much compiled everything that took me decades to learn and to realize I've compiled it in order to provide like a cheat sheet of sorts to y'all. All right. And so that's what this podcast is going to consist of. I do want to tell you a little bit about my story. I'm going to tell you bits and pieces of it. And as time goes on, I'll share more because something that is important to me is that within reason, (laughs) within reason, I'm as transparent as possible. I honestly don't think that the things that I have been through are for not like they're in vain just for me to have become stronger or to have learned a particular lesson. The beauty in going through things is being able to share them with somebody else in hopes that it may help them. And so my life is an example of a lot of things in this arena. But let me stop rambling and go ahead and get started. I was a chunky baby. One of those babies that just had rolls for days. Literally, my nickname that my dad gave me was Sumo. And that was short for sumo wrestler. That lets you know how serious the roles were. But it's cute when you're a baby. And we also realize that very quickly, it's not cute anymore as the years progress. And so I remember one day I was sitting in at my house and I was going through some things in my closet and I came across a folder with some papers that my mom had given me. And she's one of those moms that would keep a lot of the things, honor roll certificates, report cards, any type of badges or anything that we received. And so from time to time, she'll give them to us. And so this was one of those folders and I'm sitting there and I'm going through the folder and I pull out a report card from second grade. 
And seven years old, second grade, my teacher left a note on the report card for my parents and it read, Carla is extremely well liked by her classmates. She rarely teases others and is very kind and helpful to everyone. Occasionally, Carla has been found in the cubbies crying, saying she is ugly or that the other children don't like her. I am somewhat concerned about Carla's self-image given this behavior. Now again, I found this a few years ago, but y'all, the way it tore me up in that moment, like I just remember crying almost instantly once I made it to the end of what my teacher said because my heart went out to the seven-year-old version, like the seven-year-old me at that time, that at such a young age, she already felt like she didn't measure up. All right, so that's seven years old. Let's go ahead and fast forward to eight years old. Third grade, we moved to Georgia and I have one of my sister friends, Erica. To this day, we are still extremely close. And we decided that we were going to try out for the gymnastics team together. All right. So we are practicing day in, day out, in the backyard, front rows, cartwheels, all the things. And I remember my mom being so upset because she had to press my hair. And if you know, you know, that was not a fun process for either party. And so she would be pressing my hair. And then I would go out that afternoon when we got out of school and sweat it all out, come inside with grass all in my head and everything. But when I tell you nothing else mattered to me, all I wanted to do was make this gymnastics team. And I was excited because Erica had been on it the year before. So if I just got as good as her, then there was absolutely no reason why I wouldn't make it. All right, so tryouts come and I'm sure you can guess, I didn't make the team. And while this may be far from the truth, the only reason I could come up with was because Erica was skinny and I wasn't. I can picture the blue one-piece unitard that the team would wear. She was gonna be super cute in that unitard and I wouldn't be. And so that was the first year I went on a diet in third grade, eight years old. And from there, I spent the rest of elementary school, all of middle school, high school, college, and even into my early 20s dieting. And it never, it never got old because I was always very excited about this one being the one. Now, the fact that I kept dieting should give you some insight into the fact that I also kept gaining the weight back after these diets. But that's okay. That wasn't bothering me. I was determined to achieve my goal of being skinny. And so with each new diet came a new sense of hope and a new level of excitement. And I didn't realize it then. I can see it now, of course, with as clear as day that it had absolutely nothing to do with the weight, but that was my answer to everything. Need a new job? Girl, just lose some weight. Need some more money? Honey, just lose some weight. Need a boyfriend? Want a boyfriend? Definitely. If you lose weight, they will see you. You will be attractive. It literally was my solution to every single problem that I had at that point was just to lose weight. And it felt so real. But I um, 
came to quickly realize that that wasn't the case. So dating, let's go ahead and fast forward a few more years, dating someone in my early 20s. And he was he was really into lifestyle and healthy lifestyle and living and all of that good stuff. And he taught me how, and I'm using air quotes because the word lifestyle has quickly become just another word for diet. But at that time, he taught me how to live a healthy lifestyle. And it actually, it worked. Like at this point, that was the first thing that worked for me. And it was a combination of us spending a lot of time in the gym together and then eating all these healthy foods and only allowing myself like a cheat day every now and then. And so I lost all this weight and became the talk of my friends and family. Everyone was so impressed with how much weight I had lost. And the feeling, the the gratification you get from walking into a room after having lost all this weight and everybody fawning over you and how good you look when you're already lacking the validation that you can give yourself, that you need to be able to give yourself, you live for those moments. And so I am having all of this attention and everyone is telling me how great I look. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm giving all this advice on how to do this. How can I make this a business? What can I do to mesh my psychology and my love of now health and wellness and make it one. And so I decided to go ahead and get my health coaching certification because in my mind, I am going to really be able to teach people on a deeper level how to mesh losing weight. And at this point, I realized that self-love was in there somewhere. I just had no idea how to achieve it, but I was going to teach others how to do it. And so I'm like, all right, cool. We, we, I'll go ahead and be a health coach, but I'll be a different type of health coach because I'm going to teach them how to love themselves in addition to being on all these diets. It made sense to me then, but clearly that was still was not the answer. Uh, I hadn't figured it out myself. I had no idea what it meant to truly love me. And so needless to say, that business didn't last. And I fell into a depression. And the first thing that went when I fell into this depression was that healthy lifestyle. All right. So everything that I had been eating um, on my cheat days or everything that I had restricted, that became my go to diet. That became my go to way of eating. And all of the weight that I had lost, I gained back. And so at this point, I'm like, look, you're a depressed therapist and an overweight health coach. And a quick side note, I this episode, I'm talking about where I was at that time. We will spend time diving deeper into some of the things that I'm talking about. But at that moment, it was like, okay, you're a depressed therapist and an overweight health coach. How in the world are you supposed to help people and show up? You're a joke. People aren't going to take you seriously. And that level of negative self-talk, it I spiraled and I went deeper and deeper. Business failed. I ended up losing my house. I was completely disgusted with the way that I looked and I was done. I was over it. And so I remember 
having, I had just moved into this new place because like I said, I lost my house and I'm standing in the kitchen and I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And so I have a handful of pills and I remember crying out to God and it was like a combination of thoughts. One was, please forgive me, Lord, for what I'm about to do. And the other was, God, please give me a sign that this isn't what I need to do. Give me some reason, reason, let me know something for why I don't need to just be finished with life. And he did. In that moment, my phone rang and it was my brother. It was my brother. But I had a picture of my niece for like as his photo that would pop up. And so I look over and see my phone ringing and I see this beautiful baby girl with these big eyes, huge smile, and a head full of curly hair. And it was like I melted. I had a complete, I dropped to my knees and the tears were just flowing. And I was like, I can't do this. And now I'm beating up on myself for even considering it. How would you, how are you going to leave your family, your friends? How can you do this to her? And I stayed there for a while. I stayed there for a while. But when I got up, I was like, something has to change. And I want to stop right here for a moment because nobody knew I was feeling this way. Nobody knew that I was going through what I was going through. People would look at me and think that I was so confident and they would come to me for advice and I'm able to help them. So I almost feel as if it was like, how can you help everybody else, but you can't help yourself. So nobody knew I was struggling. And so if you are listening and you are struggling, please know that you are not alone. Please understand that there is no shame to be had for what you're going through, and there is help out there. Therapy for Black Girls is a great website. Psychology Today is a great website if you're looking for therapy. And then also, if you're just really in a low moment, 988, dial that on your phone and talk to somebody in that moment. But always, always know that you are not alone. All right, so I got up from the floor and I'm like, all right, we have to do something different. And different was exactly what I did. I started going to therapy myself. And the one, one of the good things I got out of that relationship was I developed a true passion for exercising and working out again. And so I started spending more time in the gym for me. That was like another form of therapy for myself. I read a lot. I read a lot, a plethora of books, personal development books, just so I could figure out what it was that was missing, why I had such a gaping hole and what I needed to do to fill it. And that's what brought me here. That's what has gotten me to this point. I absolutely, everything that I teach is because that I have done it. I have experienced it in some way. I have been on, that's been part of my journey. And this podcast is going to be full of more of those transparent moments I want to share, I mentioned in the very beginning, I feel like that is how we stay connected. That is how we help one another. And so it is definitely my intention to share my life in hopes that it helps you improve and better yours. And one of the biggest things that I want you to know and realize, 
uh, feel my heart and understand that I am rooting for you every single step of the way on this journey. And so we'll take time. I'll have guests from time to time. I will talk your ear off (laughs) from time to time. But um, I'm just really excited about being able to do this with you. And so thank you. Thank you for joining me on this very first episode. And I look forward to spending time with you again in the very near future. Love and hugs. As always, sending you an abundance of love, hugs, compassion, and courage. And if you're not already, be sure to follow Love is the Verb on all social platforms or visit me at loveistheverb.com.